says this brilliant thing in Ephesians 6 verse 12. Okay, it's up on here. It says, for our struggle, our battle, is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. Yeah, your parents, uh, if you're a child, your, oh, your parents would, would tell you, wouldn't they? don't fight, don't, don't punch, don't hit your brother or sister or your friends, and that's really important. You mustn't do that because our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle, it says, is against the spiritual forces of evil. We have a battle that we have to fight as Christians, which is against the spiritual forces of evil. Okay, so there is good and evil. And we know, don't we, that God is good. He's the good spirit. God is the good spirit. God is the source of all good. He is the spiritual force of good. So therefore, who is the spiritual force of evil? Well, we've been learning about this over the last term as we've looked at the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1 to 3. And you might remember in the story that there's this character, the serpent. Do you remember that? Do you remember that story from Genesis that Adam and Eve and the serpent and the serpent tempts Eve, doesn't he? Tempts Eve and Adam and he makes them go into sin and the serpent is the evil one, okay? The Bible talks about the devil, the evil one. He's the one who also tempted Jesus when Jesus was in the wilderness and that's who we fight against, okay? That, when we're talking about a spiritual fight, we fight against that evil one. But do you know what? There's a secret to know as we start thinking about this battle. And do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's brilliant. We've already won. We've actually already won the battle. Isn't that amazing? And do you know why we've already won the battle? We've already won the battle because Jesus is the one who crushed the serpent's head. That's what it says in Genesis 3. That's what we've been learning about. Jesus crushed the serpent's head and he did it through his death on the cross. The story that we know about, okay, we know, don't we, that Jesus died on the cross. And when he died on the cross, he actually defeated the power of the devil. It was like when he died on the cross and rose again, he crushed the devil's head with his heel. And so we are fighting a battle, but we're fighting a battle where we're already on the winning side. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? It's encouraging. We're enlisted in an army, we're soldiers in an army, but we're fighting in an army on the winning side. But... The evil one, the devil, he still tries to get us. We're going to be hearing about he fires flaming arrows at us sometimes. He still tries to make us believe lies. And he can still hurt us if we let him. Okay, and mainly Jesus said that the devil is a father of lies. He, he uses lies. He tries to get us with lies. Lies like God's not real. Or lies like God won't hear you if you pray. Or lies like, you're useless, you can never do anything. Or, you're not worthy. Those are lies that the devil uses to try and get us. Okay, so we need to learn to fight like soldiers. And Ephesians chapter 6, which is the passage we're going to look at, that shows us how to do it. That shows us how we, to, how we can fight. Okay, and there's, listen, there's three ways, that, three things that we need to do. Three ways that we need to learn to fight. And okay, I've got an action for each one. All right, so we're going to learn. So the first thing we need to do, I think they're up on here. The first thing is to be strong. In fact, can we, come on, let's stand up. Let's stand up, come on. Okay, so point number one, be strong in the Lord. So it's got two parts to it. Be strong in the Lord. Both parts are very important. Be strong in the Lord. 
All right, the second thing is stand firm. So hands on hips, <laughs> stand firm. <laughs> and the final one is put on the armor of God. <laughs> put on the armor of God. <laughs> Want to hear a few hurts <laughs> there? That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. So you can sit down now. Okay. There's three things we need. We can do to help us in this battle. So the first thing is to be strong in the Lord. Now I love the story of the Gruffalo. Does anyone like that story? Love the story of the Gruffalo. It's great. And uh, if you remember, what happens in the Gruffalo is that the main character is actually this tiny little mouse. And the mouse is walking through the forest and he comes across some big predators. He comes across a fox and an owl and a snake. And they all want to eat him. And he realizes that they're much too big for him and they can eat him if they want to. So he has to be clever. And thankfully, he's a very clever mouse. And so he, he thinks to himself, if I can kind of convince them there's this big monster behind me, then they'll be scared. And he goes on, the story continues, and uh, as, as you know, if you know the story well, he actually meets the Gruffalo, okay, this monster he's been describing. And the Gruffalo is, is huge. And then what he does is he walks back through the forest, he convinces the Gruffalo to follow him back through the forest, and then he meets all these predators again. But it's a very different story when he meets them the second time. As you can see there, the snake is pretty scared. He's pretty scared because... Not because of the mouse, because the mouse is smaller than him, but because the mouse is standing in front of this enormous monster who's much bigger and much scarier. Okay, so the snake is scared. And that is what it's like for us as Christians. Okay, we stand in front of a mighty God. A mighty God who is more powerful than the enemy. He's more powerful than the serpent. Okay, so when it says be strong in the Lord, that's what it means. We need to know that we're not strong in ourselves. We're actually terribly weak. We're like that little mouse against the enemy. But in the Lord, we can be strong because he is tremendously strong. He is powerful. He is mighty. He is strong. So when we talk about being strong in the Lord, what it means is basically believing and knowing and trusting that God is there behind you. Even if you can't see him, he's right there behind you. And you can be strong in the Lord. You can be confident knowing that God is right there with you. Isn't that cool? Isn't that a good thing? That's the truth. That God is with you, even if you can't see him. Okay, so the first thing we can do is we can be strong in the Lord. Come on, join in. We can be strong in the Lord. Yes, absolutely. Very good. That is the first thing we can do, and it's very important that we do that, that we know that our God, who is mighty, who is strong, is with us. Now, the next thing that we can do is stand firm. (laughs) Well done for those who who joined in. That's great. So we stand firm. Now, in fact, uh, this is something I need you to engage in. So please, if you could stand up again. This is interactive today. Now, health warning for this one. If, there's, if you have any kind of physical mobility problems or anything, or you don't want to engage in this for health reasons, please don't. That's fine, okay? But if I could just ask you, stand, if you can stand on one leg, if you'd like to, if you're able to, okay? Now, just very, very gently, just give the person next to you a little push. <laughs> just very gently. 
Keep it gentle. Keep it loving. <laughs> now, what I'm seeing... Okay, you can stop now. You can stop now. What I'm seeing is a lot of very wobbly-looking people. There's people wobbling to the left and to the right, and people not standing very firm. Okay, now, now put both of your feet down. Both of your feet nice and firmly, you know, just a little bit apart like that. Now, very, very gently, just try giving the person next to you a little push. I'm not seeing so much wobbling. Okay. Remember that, remember gentle is the word. Okay. That's great. Okay, you can stop. You can stop and uh, have a seat again. Now, standing firm means having both your feet planted in the right place on solid ground. If you, don't st if you only stand on one leg or if you're not standing on solid ground, you're not standing firm, so you'll slip and slide around and you might fall over. But God wants us to stand in this battle. Okay? And actually, what it says um, in the passage is four times it mentions this phrase, stand firm, stand firm, stand your ground. Okay? This is a really important thing that we're asked to do in the battle is we just have to stand. But the question is, where do we stand? Where do we stand? What is this ground that we're standing on? Now, for this, I need a couple of other volunteers. Maybe a couple of adults could help with this. Um, anyone got a Bible with them? Could they turn to Ephesians chapter 1? Okay. Ephesians chapter 1. And what I'd like you to do is just, because in, in the passage that we're going to be looking at, Ephesians chapter 1, it's a brilliant passage that talks about this ground that we're standing on. Okay, it has a lot of amazing things about us as Christians and what God has done for us. So what I'd like you to do is just one after another, if you've got that passage open, if you could just shout out what it says in there about us, about Christians, about what God has done for us. Okay, so anyone who's got Ephesians 1 could just shout something out. Anything in the beginning of the first few verses of Ephesians 1 that talks about our status as Christians. Blessed. Thank you. We are blessed chosen yeah predestined us for adoption Woo! that's that's a big one isn't it so predestined he knew before time he chose us before time he's adopted us into his family forgiveness of sins this is wonderful holy and blameless that's what it says right we are holy and blameless for god He's lavished his grace on us, yeah. Favoured, favoured. These are amazing words, aren't they? And this is the ground that we stand on, okay? Let's just, let's just, just let's have these things again. So blessed, favoured, adopted, what are the others? Lavished with grace, chosen, forgiven. These are the things that are true of us as Christians. This is the ground that we need to stand firm on. This is, this is where the battle can be fought because this is amazing ground. It's like God's planted us on the most incredible, beautiful ground. He's made us stand in grace. And so we need to stand our ground. We're not being pushed off our ground. We're not being told to go and leave our ground. No, we've got to stand our ground. And that's where the battle is fought. We've got to stand firm. Okay, stand firm. And so it means that we, we don't shrink back, we don't 
We don't surrender. Okay, we've got to have that battle mentality, that Winston Churchill mentality. We never surrender. (laughs) We do not surrender our ground. We stand firm on that ground because that is the ground that Jesus has bought for us with his blood. That's the ground that cost Jesus his life to put us in that place of favor, to give us those blessings of forgiveness and of adoption, to be children of God. And, and you know what? There's something important, I think, for each of us in terms of this being a new year. We're thinking about New Year's resolutions and what's this year going to hold. And I think if there's one thing that God wants you to do in 2019, it's to stand. The one thing that God wants you to do, whatever else happens this year, whatever other life throws at you, whatever events, whatever experiences, whatever achievements, whatever knockbacks if we can get to this time next year and say do you know what I stood my ground then that would have been a successful year and all of us as Christians will be growing and will be flourishing in God so that's my heart and that is that is God's heart for us is that we stand we stand firm okay but there's more Okay, so he's, he's, he's given us his mighty strength and power that's right behind us that we can stand in and be strong in. He's given us firm ground that we can stand on. But he's also given us, and this is where the fun really begins, he's also given us armor. The armor of God. That's it, well done. Anyone else with me? The armor of God. Yes, he has given us mighty armor, pretty amazing armor. Now, I'm going to need some volunteers for this, okay? But I need one very special volunteer who probably needs to be a grown-up, maybe with size, size nine feet. Are we saying size nine feet? We have, we have a volunteer, Steve Rose. Come on. You might want to take your coat off. <laughs> right. Okay, Steve is going to be our, our model, and we, but we do also need some other volunteers, some slightly smaller volunteers. Okay, but Steve, you're going to be our, you're going to be our soldier of Christ, oh, okay, representing all of us, and um, we're going to get you dressed up in the armor of God. Okay, so first of all, I also need another three smaller volunteers. Uh, yes, yes, and yes. Okay, you guys come to the front now. For you guys, this is where I think I need Anna, my helper. Um, We're looking at the first piece of the armor, which is the belt. The belt of truth. If you could fasten that around yourself, please. Now, the belt of truth. And these... These are all mentioned in this passage, Ephesians 6. So let's, let's just quickly read this, actually. Ephesians 6 and verse 13, it says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. And it says, Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And then it goes on to say, in addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then finally, it says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. 
Okay, so we're going to look through these different parts of the armour of God, and these are all the bits that we need to take up. So have we got our little, we've got our belts. Do you you want to just face the front, guys, and show show your belts? So these are the belts of truth. Very good. Like it. Now, all of these um, pieces of armour will be based on a Roman soldier. Okay, obviously Paul's writing in the middle of the Roman times, the Roman occupation, so... Um, everything's based on Roman soldiers. Now, these, these belts that would have been worn by Roman soldiers, they would have had kind of loose-fitting, flowing clothes underneath, and the belts kind of girded everything together and kept everything together. And what it speaks of is being prepared for action. Okay, the belt, when you've got the belt on, it's like, okay, he's ready now. If, if battle comes, he's ready, for, he's ready for battle. Everything's kind of gathered in, girded together. All right, and it talks about the belt of truth. And what is the truth? The truth is the truth of God's word, the truth of the gospel. That's the truth that we buckle ourselves up with when we wear the belt of truth. Okay, so you're nice, you know, and I, I don't know if. Plenty of slack there. Of course, of course there is, of course there is. Now, I, I don't know if whether you, uh, um, you know, maybe after Christmas you find you have to loosen your belt a little bit. Anyone else? That's maybe that's just me, um, but that often happens. But but a belt is you know if you wear a belt it, it, it keeps you it keeps you safe, doesn't it? If you wear a, if your trousers are too big and you're not wearing a belt, um, you're in trouble. So a belt is a very important piece of clothing. Okay, so that's the belt of truth. So we need to take hold of the truth, and and it's like almost like we're putting it around ourselves. Yes, the truth of what God says about me, the truth of the Bible, the truth of the gospel, the story of Jesus. I'm buckled in with it. Okay, that's the belt of truth. Now, the next one is, this one's fun. This one is the breastplate of righteousness. I hope you're feeling strong, Steve. Yeah. Look at this. He's like a samurai warrior with this on. This is great. And I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's heavy, isn't it? But the breastplate of righteousness. I'll, I'll just do that top one up. There you go. That's good. So that is... Gives you a good bit of protection, doesn't it? Now, I need a few, a few more extra volunteers. I need, um, I have you two as well. And any other volunteers? Okay, Jonah, yeah, come out. Is that a hand? Come on, Malachi. Here we go. So we, oh, we've only got, we've got those tunics as well, don't we? Can you fit that on, Malachi? Try that. Go on. Here we go. Like father, like son. <laughs> I'll leave that there for you. So you can put that on. Jonah, breastplate, look at that. Yes, and we also have some tunics. We'll just, we'll just imagine that they're chain mail for the purpose of the illustration, okay? So this is, this is the breastplate of righteousness. Now, this is a great piece of armor, isn't it? Because it, there we go. <laughs> Brilliant. It covers you quite well. If you've got the belt on undergirding everything, you've now got the breastplate on, and the breastplate covers you. And in particular, it covers your vital organs. It covers your heart and your lungs, okay? But also, it covers the part of us. It, it can represent feelings and emotions, okay? When we feel things, you feel it in here, don't you? You feel it in your gut. You feel it in your heart there. And so this, the breastplate of righteousness covers our feelings and our emotions, and sometimes, as a Christian, you can feel on top of the world. You can feel like, yes, I know God is with me. I'm really g- loving being a Christian right now. And other times, you can feel not so great about it. You can feel like, well, maybe my friends and my work colleagues, no one else is a Christian. No one else believes. I feel like I'm the only one. Maybe you just find it hard. 
hard going, hard to keep believing, or you have doubts and you, you, you just you don't feel good, or maybe you just feel really low sometimes. And the breastplate of righteousness reminds us that our faith is about more than just feelings. Feelings are great, feelings are important, and they're a really important part. We should feel something when we know God. It should affect our emotions, but it's not a foundation. Now, I remember when I first became a Christian, um, I became a Christian, had an amazing experience of God, and about six months later, I was like, yeah, but where's that feeling gone? And I felt a bit lost, and I realized, no, I, I had to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And what is the righteousness that can protect our hearts? Do you know what it is? It's like the fact that Jesus has made us righteous. We are righteous in Christ. He's given us righteousness as a gift to put over our hearts, our breastplate. It becomes our breastplate, the righteousness of Christ. So it means that however you're feeling, whether you're feeling on top of the world or whether you're feeling rubbish, whether you're pumped about 2019 or whether you're still in Christmas mode, the breastplate of righteousness can keep you protected. It can protect your heart. Isn't that cool? Isn't that great? Right, should we see what's next? Well done, guys. You're, look, you're looking, really, looking like some good soldiers here. Now, the next one is the helmet of salvation. And we've actually got a few, a few here. <laughs> Might be able to have a few more uh, volunteers. Right, Steve, you can have this one. <laughs> Go on. Get a load of that. Helmet of salvation. We've got a couple more helmets, haven't we? Here you go, Joanna. This one, this one goes with that. <laughs> Don't get it stuck on your head, will you? Um, we've got another one here. Maybe Malachi, can you try that one on? <laughs> Amazing. Got any others? A couple of other helmets. How about this one here? Ezzy, you want to try that one on? Can you see? There we go, that's fair. Okay, the helmet, the helmet of salvation. That's great. It's really good. Well done, volunteers. Sorry we haven't quite got enough to go around, but we've got some good, good examples here. Now, the helmet is a really important piece of armor, isn't it? Because, of course, it covers your head. It covers your head. Helmet's very, very important. Um, and in your head, that's where you think, isn't it? That's where your mind is. That's where you think about things. And sometimes, as Christians... You can have lots of thoughts going on in your head. And sometimes you can have lots of doubts that come into your head, don't, can't you? You can maybe think, well, am I worthy? Does God really love me? Is it really all, all true? Maybe you've got friends at school who aren't Christians and they think it's a load of nonsense that there's a God. And you can think, yeah, but, oh gosh, I, I know it's right, but, but is it right? Am I, am I the only one here thinking this? Is this right? And you can have these, these doubts. And doubts about whether you're really saved, whether when w w everything that it says in the Bible about we're saved and we've got an amazing future and we've got eternal life. You think, really? Gosh. And this is for all of us. We can, we can have these doubts sometimes. And their helmet of salvation covers our head. It covers our thoughts. And salvation is an amazing uh, gift from God. It's one of the things that, um, <coughs> that is part of this ground that we're standing on. And we need to put on the helmet of salvation and remind ourselves that we are saved. He has saved us. It's done. It's finished. He is saving us. We're working out our salvation. And also, he, he's going to finish our salvation in the future. There's an amazing aspect of hope to this. We have a hope 
that one day Jesus will return and he will save us fully. Our salvation is totally in the bag. We know it's going to happen. It's 100% secured so we can have hope. So the helmet of salvation reminds us of our salvation. Right, next up. <laughs> the glo- there's no gloves, but there are shoes. Right, Steve, we need to get you. Where's the, um, are these the size nine ones? Where's Ben? Yeah? Great, thanks. Here we go. <laughs> We've got some others here. Um, go on, Grace, do you want to try those ones on? Eileen, you have those ones because these guys aren't wearing shoes, so it'll be quicker. Okay, so these are the shoes. And what does it say about the shoes? It says that it's the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Sorry, you've got pretty cool shoes on already. You can pretend that they're actual armoured shoes, maybe steel toe caps. Yeah, that's great. The, the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now, it's really, really important. When you go out anywhere in the morning, you have a moment, don't you, where you, you choose what shoes you're going to put on. Okay, we all have this. It's like, what's the weather like out there? Am I, am I wearing the right shoes? Now, if you're going out to play in the snow, what kind of shoes are you going to wear? Wellies. Yes. You're not going to wear high heels, are you? You're not going to wear stilettos to go out and play in the snow. But if you're going to like a really nice like party and you're dressing up as a princess, what are you going to wear? What shoes are you going to wear? What? You'd wear trainers. You're, just, you're so cool. You're so cool. <laughs> you might, if you're going to a prom or something, you might get a bit dressed and wear your best shoes. Yeah, you're not going to wear wellies to a prom, are you? So you need to make sure you've got the right footwear on. And the Roman sandals, um, of which we've got some pretty cool examples here. Look, the, these, are, these are great. These are great um, old school kind of uh, battle, battle shoes here. The great thing about the Roman sandals is that they had really good soles, okay, and they, um, they prevented you from slipping and sliding and falling. The Roman army was famous for, for traveling on foot all across the Roman Empire, and the soldiers were kept safe by these incredible shoes that they had, okay, and it prevented you slipping and sliding. And it's, it's about being able to stand. The shoes enable you to stand on this ground that we've been talking about without slipping and sliding. If you're, if you're wearing bare feet or if you're wearing the wrong sort of shoes, you'll slip and slide around. But if you've, if you've got your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel, then you can stand firm. It helps you to stand firm. And what, what the shoes mean is that it reminds us that we're not surprised when we come under attack. Okay? Because as we did our little exercise earlier, sometimes we get pushed. We get pushed around from the left to the right. The devil has a go. He tries to get us with lies. And so we have to make sure that we've got our feet fitted with the shoes so that we can stand firm. If we haven't got the shoes on, we'll get pushed over. Okay, so the shoes are another really important part of it. <laughs> they don't quite fit, but that's fine. To be honest, your shoes are pretty nice. You could, you could put those back on and pretend that they're, they're good shoes. So those are the, that's, that's the shoes. And next up, we've got a couple more to go. Yes, Caleb, you're absolutely right. Next up is the shield. Go on, you can grab that one. Yes, you can. You want to go and get it? Captain America shield. It's just there. Grace, shield. Now, Steve. Check this out. That's a proper shield. Looks like it's had a bit of use as well. This is the shield of faith. 
Go like this. Shield of faith. Now, a Roman shield was made of wood, but it had a, a fireproof protective cover. That's pretty cool, isn't it? A fireproof cover. Okay. This one. Well, let's put, we're pretending it's a Roman shield. So it's made of wood, and it's got a fireproof cover. And this one's actually got um, steel-tipped as well, which is pretty cool. It's pretty good. Okay, so the shield is for repelling the darts of the enemy. Okay, so the enemy sometimes fires fiery darts at us. Now, this is important for us to know in the battle because some of these parts of, of armor, the breastplate, the helmet, the belt, you just have them on, don't you? You wear them and you're in battle and you've got them as a foundation. But when someone fires a fiery dart at you, you need to parry with the shield. You need to hold the shield up. So hold your shields up and the fiery dart bounces off the shield. Yeah, so the shield is something you have to use in battle. It's like when a volley comes at you, you can, you can use the shield. And this is what sometimes happens, is that we get specific darts that come at us from the enemy. Okay, so it could be lots of different things. It could be a bad dream. It could be a sudden illness or a sudden bad thought that comes into your mind that hasn't come from you. Or something happens that just knocks you. Maybe you feel betrayed or some, something, someone says something to you that really gets you down. And sometimes the enemy can be working in those things. It's like he's trying to get through the armor. He's trying to get at you. And that's when you need to take up the shield of faith. Because the shield of faith is something that you can use. Martin Lloyd-Jones says, Faith is always practical. It always applies the truth. So how do you use the shield of faith? You quickly apply what we believe in an answer to what the devil is throwing at you. Remember Jesus did this in the wilderness, didn't he? When the devil came at him, he replied with the word of God. No, 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 no. It says in God's word this. So the shield of faith blocks away the attacks of the enemy. It's good, isn't it? We've got some amazing armor, right? We've got some great armor. We're, we're really well uh, equipped for the battle here. Okay? And now, the last one that we've got is pretty much the coolest. Right? Steve? Are you able to... Uh, what about if Malachi, if you hold, hold the scabbard and then Steve can... This is the sword of the spirit. <laughs> and the scabbards of something else. I don't know. But this, this, look at that. Doesn't he look good? Doesn't he look like a warrior? And all you guys as well, you look like warriors. Because that's what you are. You're warriors, you're soldiers in God's army. Now, the sword, it says the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In Hebrews 4.12, it says the Word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. Wow. So you can use it in the same way that... Well, you can cut away at the, at the enemy with the sword. Okay, when he comes at you with lies, you can do like Jesus did, and you can say, no, in God's Word, it says this. Okay, you can, you can use the Bible, use the Word of God as a sword. Isn't that cool? Okay, I think what we're going to do, we get you guys to sit down. You can keep your stuff on if you want. <laughs> Chat to Steve over coffee if you dare later on. <laughs> Looks mean, doesn't he? Well done, everyone. Round of applause for you guys.
Okay, now, thanks guys, that's great. Now, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, actually, um, I've got something to illustrate this, something that happened yesterday, which is, um, which is actually really cool. So this, just, if I can just have your attention for a few more minutes, we're heading for a close now. But yesterday, we were doing a clear out, and Anna found this old book. We found this old book, it was in our loft, okay? And this is a Bible. And do you know how old this Bible is? It's a hundred years old. What did you say? That's a good guess. It's actually a hundred years old. It's actually a hundred and one years old now, because it's in 2019. But inside this Bible is a little message. And this is a message that was written by Anna's great great uncle to Anna's great aunt. And it says this Your great great granddad to your great aunt. That's it. It says this, the Bible, it's beautiful writing, it's very lovely, old-fashioned, flowery writing. It says, the Bible is the greatest, most wonderful, and loveliest book in all the world. Take care of it, and read it, if possible, every day. And when you grow up, you would be grateful that you followed this advice. (coughs) To Sheila from Daddy, on her 10th birthday, 1918. Isn't that wonderful? And that is a great reminder, it's a great reminder to us, and it's a great reminder for all of us, that if you read the Bible every day, if you follow that advice, then you'll be grateful when you grow up that you've done that, because the Bible is a sword in your hand. The Bible is God's power, God's word, God's truth. And if you learn to believe it, you learn to, um, to, to be able to use it as a sword, then it will be powerful and effective for you in the battle. And it will remind you of the truth. So let's, for all of us, let's think about, as we head to the start of a new year, this is who we are. This is the ground we stand on. This is the God that has given us this amazing armor and these amazing tools to help us in the battle. We don't need to be afraid of the battle because God has won it and he's given us so much to help us fight. All we need to do is stand firm, (coughs) be strong in the Lord, and put on the armor. (laughs) There's one more thing as well. There's actually one more thing, and that is pray. Okay, it says pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Prayer is an amazing gift that God has given us. We can pray about anything. Did you know that? You can pray to God about anything. You really can. Yeah, if you've got a sore throat, you can pray. You've lost your keys, you can pray. You've got a test coming up at school, you can pray. You've got a new job, you can pray. Your country's leaving the European Union this year, you can pray. (laughs) Oh yes, you can pray about anything and everything. Okay, and that's what we're going to do now. Just as we finish, we're going to pray together for each other that we can stand firm, that we can be strong in the Lord and that we can wear the armour of God this year. Okay, so can I ask you to stand and we're going to do that together.